the experience more visual. And like I said, yeah. if you want to sketch while we're we're doing the oh episode, you know, okay. you can you can dynamically focus on presenting your vision <laughs> while you sketch it out. No pressure. Let me see what I can muster up here. <laughs> I always have paper close by for these types of moments. <laughs> oh, you're awesome. You took the pressure and you ran with it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I cannot promise. Most, but. <laughs> what are you most excited for people to get out of this? Um, just to be like redefining drawing and doodling as like a way to help you think and learn, right? Take back the power to pen a little bit. So yeah. I'm excited about talking about creativity and what does that look like for people? Because we have so much baggage around art and creativity and all of that stuff. So I'm always like, love talking about what does that look like for you? Right. And take, take back that. ownership of that. Yeah. I believe in the power of the pen and I never yes. thought about taking it back, but you're right. The digital age has kind of like mm -hmm. started to, to rob the awareness of that exactly. power. So, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So I named the episode and we are live by the way, but I named the episode, Great. how much power can a sketch add to your revenues and your mm. personal development? Mm. Because both are going to are going to receive huge value out of I already know that. So that's going to be fun to talk about awesome. as well as how it can lead to millions in revenues. Oh um, my gosh, so, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, we're going to talk about uh Sir Ken Robinson and how it oh, definitely helps yes. him do that. Yes. So, we'll have some we'll have some fun with this. Fun, awesome, love it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any questions before we dive in? Just do it. Oh, just, just see where what see what happens. Well, I'll just you know, we'll just things happen, and I, I'm along for the ride. So it's all good. What's your favorite sketch ever that I've ever done? Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, Steve Wozniak when I was on stage with him was pretty wild. All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. And I'm excited because today's kind of a play day. I get Ashton uh, from Mind's Eye Creative on my show, and she is a sketch artist. And she teaches people kind of like that channel uh, that my kids watched and how to draw for YouTube. She teaches you how to sketch your notes so that your notes are more comprehensive so that your notes are more powerful. So you can actually repurpose your notes as well. And this is a super, super powerful subject because when you learn how to do this, you can visually storytell in a way that not only amplifies how you learn, and I've seen this myself as I've gotten better at taking notes, but also you can attract an audience with your notes as well for those visionaries out there who are striving to share their visions with the masses. So we'll be talking more about that in just a minute. I'll bring Ashton on stage. Um, before we dive into that, I want to point out a couple of our sponsors, ColdClick. ColdClick is the system that we use. It's actually the team that we use for our LinkedIn automation. And I'm a big fan of, of Art Hoffman. He's become a good buddy of mine. And, you know, it's, it's not just about the system. It's one thing to get the automation done, but it's another to have somebody who's checking for what algorithm updates are happening within the technology itself so you don't get banned from LinkedIn. Now, some people would say that, well, automation is evil, but we breathe automatically. 
Um, and if you're using automation to hurt people or to get a message out there, just spam people, that's one thing. But if you're using it to connect with more people sincerely, then it can be a superpower that helps you engage with the people that you can serve best. That's really what it's all about. So we combine cold click with our methods of outreach and our outreach methods are actually really simple um, to encourage you stop putting case studies in people's faces like they, they're tired of it they don't want it instead have an outreach to the right target audience people that will resonate with you let your profile do the talking and say something much more along the lines of hey how are you which is what you would do if you walked up to a stranger in real life and wanted to engage in a conversation keep it really simple and then drive them towards free value without pressure just invite them to take a look at something perhaps or actually take interest in them. That's another really important factor. It's better to be interested in people than interesting. So um, with that said, we're going to move over to Tap Mental. And Tap Mental is run by Dave Goodall. Dave is a client of First Class Business, and I'm really impressed with his access to mind work. Now, some of you may already know, most of you probably don't, but your mindset work is some of the most important work you can do as an entrepreneur. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs. And out of those that I've worked with and the thousands I haven't worked with, the one thing that's constantly holding us up is our own limiting beliefs. And until we're able to tackle our limiting beliefs, until we're able to address our past traumas, until we're able to really dive in deep with that with somebody that we can know, somebody that we know, like, and of course, trust, it's very hard to move the needle forward in our life and live with the type of purpose that most of us want to live with. So Dave and I have done a few sessions ourselves in terms of what he does for entrepreneurs, but also how he can unlock my brand. And I was so impressed with our sessions. I was like, you know what? I want to honor Dave. I want to get him on as a sponsor on here because I know the value of the resource for others. So without further ado, let's move over to The Water Project. The Water Project is my favorite charity to support. And there are lots of charities that you can support right now, um, you know, and, and so feel, feel free to drop in the comments any charity that you would like to see us support. Um, and I'm happy to take a look at that. Sometimes driving awareness for these charities is the biggest contribution that you can do. One thing I love about the Water Project is they show extreme awareness of the different projects that they're working on. You can notice right there in that lineup, you can choose exactly which community that you help. And what's cool is if you if you dedicate a dollar to it, $10 or $10,000, you get to see that project come to fruition. They actually show you the results of what occurs and how they go about completing the project so that community get access to clean drinking water. And once a community has access to clean drinking water, kids are in school. Um, they're not chasing after water for the community. Um, grandmas, grandpas, people who are alone and have to go miles to get water, it, it changes their life and their health. Uh, it just, I, you know, you can't really quantify the the full reality, the full aspect of, of what that does for people. I'd also like to make sure that we take a little moment of silence. Speaking of, of charities or giving back or the need for aid, I'm not going to be silent, but I hope you are. Um, and I hope you meditate and pray on this while I'm talking about it. There's a new war going on between Israel and Palestine and Hamas. And uh, there's also a massive earthquake that hit Afghanistan and, and killed original estimates for 2000 people. Um, then it said 800 and, and it's probably somewhere in between. I haven't checked the news on that in the last 24 hours, but it broke my heart to see that there's more pain and suffering going on in the world. And, um, you know, while we're going to we're going to compartmentalize that, which means we're going to set that aside 
for the sake of the ability of, of up-leveling our own growth. Why? Because as we grow, we can give back more. I hope that you remember the people out there who, who need our help, those of us who are more fortunate. And I hope that we do take time. In fact, I should have in the last 24 hours. I'm going to take some, some concerted time today to make sure that I keep up to date with what's going on and what's needed. If you know of a way to contribute to either of those causes, like I said, please go ahead and drop it in the comments um, because that could be super valuable for those who have extreme needs far and above uh, anything you and I are likely facing right now. So without further ado, we're going to dive back into a happier subject. We're going to dive back into our own training and development for how do we do these sketches that can bring revenues and personal development and really just make the process of learning that much more fun better. So Ashton, thank you so much for joining me at Vision Pros Live and welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, Jackson. Thanks so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So uh, Ashton, let's dive, uh, let's dive in hot and heavy. All right. So okay. <laughs> people are, are, you know, listening to what I said, um, you know, I'm curious from your perspective, who should be listening and, and why should they listen to you about the sketch stuff or in general? And what are, what are they going to get out of today's show? Do you think? All right. So, so who is anybody who ends up in situations where they need to learn something? They're listening to information, presentations and meetings and things like that. So that's the who. Uh, the why, I guess, is because I've been basically doing this professionally for 10 years. I'm coming up to my 10-year anniversary this month, which is pretty wild to think about. Yeah. Started building a business around seven years ago. But, you know, I've been in it for a little while. 10 years, I think, is uh, no small feat. Um, and, you know, we're going to learn whatever ends up happening here today for a conversation. Um, you know, it's really about you know, taking back the power of the pen and using it in a way to help you learn and think, you know, and those doodles that you did in your notebooks, they're actually helping you engage. They're doing the opposite of what uh, people think. So, you know, what, what does uh, that look like to, to, to doodle and make those doodles work for you a little bit more? And, you know, it'd be awesome if we end up having some sort of conversation around creativity and, and how everybody is creative in their own way. And, and how it's such a valuable piece of our life and business, for sure. I love that. We we might take uh, take a moment to make fun of some of my horrific doodles. Uh, on this. <laughs> uh, before we do that, Cynthia, si podrías uh, compartir un poquito de, de los sketches, uh, sería buenísimo. Gracias. Okay, just letting uh, Cynthia know we want to see some of these sketches because I I just love to see your creative artwork on them, and it's it's just so impactful. Like, oh, wow, okay, that's the type of designs that we're talking about. Like the one that's on the screen right now on mm -hmm. uh, building a diverse, it's a little small for me. Team, um, yes, building diverse teams. teams. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but I can see all the colors on it. I can see how much I could learn quickly by, by mm -hmm. looking at that particular sketch. Um, but let's let's talk about your vision a little bit. So what's the vision that you have for those that you serve? Yeah, so for me, it's really about the power visual communication and how the majority of us consider themselves visual learners and we think in pictures, right? That's why as cliche as it sounds, like a picture is worth a thousand words, right? So, but oftentimes we find ourselves in situations where there, is, there isn't visuals to kind of help support our learning. 
And for us who are neurotypical or neurodiverse can be a really like powerful way to help us think and learn and listen to information. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to have to go back and like reams of random notes or things that you can't remember what was said. And for me, it's about, you know, the vision of helping people learn while they're listening to information, which seems kind of like, oh, doesn't everybody do that? But not necessarily because the way traditional note-taking happens, or even when you're typing your notes, a lot of times you're missing that understanding piece, right? You're just listening and you're capturing, you're listening and you're capturing down a bunch of words and you don't actually, you didn't actually learn in the moment. So, you know, in terms of like, we are in a instant gratification world, right? Like we don't always have time to kind of go back and look at all of these things and and try to digest them later on. Right. Um, So it's really about that real time engagement of that information and and supporting people in that way. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there are a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast. Um, You're going to have to imagine what it is we're talking about while other people get to see on the screen what it is we're doing. And, you know, uh, forgive yourself for that. If you're driving, don't worry about it. Um, you know, you can always come back to it later. The The point is to grasp the concept. And I would say if you're hearing this, imagine what we're talking about and then later go and opt in to Ashton's lead magnet. I mean, it's it's pretty stellar uh, how she showcases what it is that she does and how it is that she can help you learn to, to exercise this superpower. Um, and again, sometimes we're in a position to use the superpower. Sometimes we're, we're not, um, you know, and so being proactive with your listening skills is really what this sketch process is, is all about, I would say. So, um, you know, I want I want to, I don't normally talk about other guests while with a guest, but one validates <laughs> your concept in a way I had never seen. And I hosted him yesterday. So Christopher Klaus, oh, okay. I'm going to pull up his LinkedIn real quick because he has this image that I think you're really going to love. Um, and so, uh, not the left-hand side, although that's quite dynamic too. But on the right-hand side, it says a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm. A flow is worth a hundred pictures. Mm. Sketching a flow is greater than writing a novel. And mm. as I as I thought about that and pondered, I was like, "Dang!" And 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 if you're if it's the right flow, he's got some serious valid points on that. And a flow is very, very similar to a sketch. Um, One's just a little Mm -hmm. bit nerdier than the other, um, which I would say the workflow um, would be the thing that's a little bit nerdier. And that again, being a superpower that we can tap into. So, um, you know, as we get ready to come back to that as well, let me me pull this question up. I'd like to know from you, what's your vision? Ashton, what are you looking to accomplish in the next five to 10 years? I would love to get the skill set of sketch noting, so drawing information into like a million hands. I think that would be pretty dope. I think that would be pretty cool. Sketch yeah. noting into a million hands. That is awesome. I think you're well on your way for that. So I think yeah. or maybe on that five-year track. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, okay. And moving into um, a darker area. Okay. You've been at this for about 10 years. You've been in the business part for about seven years. What's your worst business experience ever? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, oh, I don't have that many, to be honest with you. I think I, 
I think the nature of my work brings joy and people don't choose to work with me unless they are joyful and playful because they have to understand the value, but then also be willing to do something different. Right. And that in itself is really allows you to work with people who are really flexible and creative. Um, So there's only been really a few instances and it's been where people have tried to push the limit of my, um, of our contract, let's say, you know, I, I think the, and this, I think it's pretty mild, but I think the, my worst experience was someone just being like blatantly mean to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, uh, they were really rude to me in person. And then they sent me the the most hateful email I ever received about a half an hour after. And it was a really short job. I had to go in. I was only an hour. I I was already in the city anyways. That day I had to set up for an event that I was doing the following day. So I was like, you know what? I'll just come. It's only an hour. I don't typically would do that if I have to travel, but I was going to be there anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to do it anyways. And it was in a hotel in a city that I wasn't familiar with. And I, I still had enough time to do my setup, but I, I was a little rushed and more rushed than I would have liked. Um, anyways, they wouldn't let me eat and they, I did it and it was fine. But when it's only an hour, it's a lot to do in an hour when you're in person drawing with paper and markers. Right. So it's pretty normal to like spend a few minutes finishing up. And because she had been mean to me before I was like in my head a little bit more. So I think it was taking me like an extra few minutes, like, 15 minutes let's say to finish up this graphic and they were really rushing me and she sent me this in this nasty email was basically like you know the fact it wasn't done immediately like that's not cool and we were waiting around even though the speakers were having a good time they were just waiting and laughing and joking around behind me you know they weren't like tapping their toe like we have to go um so anyways i just wrote her back and was like because she's like i would love to talk to you and give you advice about your business and blah 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 So I just wrote her back and was like, you know, this, how I worked was very normal. This is an industry standard that you're, you're in real time, but it's pretty standard practice to take a few minutes after and finish up. So she never, ever responded to my email because I kind of did, you know, put my foot down and obviously never work with them again. But it was just like the way that her email was worded was like, First, she was like mean to me in person, which I thought was like really uncool. And then she was like really mean to me a half an hour later in an email. It was like, it was like the weirdest thing. And, and I was still, that was quite a few years ago now. I think that was like back in 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, so, was, you know, uh, I was in it for a couple of years at that point that I was like, okay, I can stand my ground on this. But it still was like, it was still quite a shocker. I was like, the blatantness of the um, being uh, how unkind she was was really a surprise to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that, that, That's pretty. I think that's pretty mild compared to probably most people's experiences. But it's it's might be it might be mild, but it's also something that so many people that are starting out face. It's also something that people that are in the spaces of marketing or sales face on almost an hourly basis. Um, you know, and so it's, it's always helpful to know that, that people go through that, you know, even, even somebody who's got that like angelic glow, like you do, um, right. Like you you could, it's obvious that you're kind, right. And you say putting your foot down, um, I would say you drew a healthy boundary. Right. Good for you. 
you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it would be very easy to get defensive in that situation and, and, uh, mm-hmm. or it would be very easy to crack and crumble or to doubt yourself. Um, right. you didn't, you know, you, you know, the, you know, the realities of what you do. You're very self-aware to, to have taken mm-hmm. that approach. Um, and then this lady, you know, she wants to become your Oracle. Um, you know, mm-hmm. in a very demanding and unhealthy very nice way, of her. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. right. Let me tell you how to run your business. Like basically, I, yeah. You know, and it's tough because we, we have this challenge of, we want to get feedback, right? We want it. We want to get better yeah. at what we do. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, did you feel like you missed out by not getting feedback from her? And if not, why? I don't think I did because like, there was obviously, she obviously had an agenda in a very specific way that she thought I should be doing things. And I, even I was very curious, I was actually hoping she would have written me back and have a conversation because I was, I felt at that point that I was just more curious of what she was going to say. I knew I probably wasn't going to take anything. I wasn't going to let her push me around, but I was just like, I was just curious of what she was going to say. I was just kind of nosy. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a waste of time and energy when I could be using that time and energy to work with someone who loves me and wants to yeah. work with me. Right. So at the end of the day, it was totally fine that she never wrote me back. But yeah, I was that. I was certainly curious. I'm not going to lie. I, like, right. I wonder what okay. she thinks that I should be doing. You know, I've Chances been the curiosity totally... that killed the cat many times. You were safe. Yeah. You were good. I think you did the right thing by just kind of letting go. I like what you yeah. said, too. You know it would have been a waste of energy, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I maybe you probably don't remember the things that you did right after that. Um, but I imagine whatever you've gravitated towards uh, probably renewed your energy, mm-hmm. right? And allowed you to move forward. So whatever, whatever mysterious secret the Oracle of Darkness had, um, you know, was probably not that yeah. great of insight based on the personality that we mm-hmm. just heard come across. Um, so if you're scaling well, a company where you're serving billions of people, maybe that would matter. But when you're constantly dealing with a different audience that appreciates what you do, um, mm-hmm. going to that extreme may not be in, in the best interest of anybody. So Yeah, somebody said, I don't, I don't know what the percentage of numbers is, but it's like, you know, if 1% of the population hates Oprah, that's like millions of people, right? And yes. like, is she still Oprah? doing her thing, man, you know, like, yes. it's okay if 1% of the population doesn't get your vibe, you know? Absolutely. Well said. And, and Dwayne Johnson stacked on top of that. He said, some people don't like me and uh, some people don't have good taste. Um, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we, all right, cool. So Cynthia's got uh, this YouTube channel up, Sketch Note School. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is your channel, correct? It is. That is me. It's my I mean, or somebody's like social stalking you. One of these two <laughs> things is happening with all these great images of you. So um, very good. Yeah. So on the YouTube channel, um, let's see here. How many videos do you have more or less? And how often do you release content? Yeah. So my I, I started releasing a bunch of the shorts over the summer, just like for fun, just to see if people would be interested. And I got a decent amount of feedback from those, which is kind of fun. But it, it's in my... Um, I, I kind of, the YouTube channel I have right now and a lot of those videos, it's a, it's a bit of an amalgamation of videos of things. And I think that's like, okay, when you're starting a YouTube channel, you're like, okay, I think this is what I want to do, but I don't really know. Um, so I, I have in, 
in my roster of some videos to, I want to kind of revamp my YouTube channel and really focus on teaching sketchnoting skills to people. Um, that's sort of my real main focus right now. Whereas there's a lot of videos on there that are like, how I run my graphic recording business. It's like, here's some sketch noting and here's some business and here's a little bit of everything around what it is that I do. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on doing what I really want to focus on, which is teaching sketch noting skills. So moving forward from here on out is going to be focused on, on that for sure. Nice. I love yeah. that. And I agree with you. Um, you know, you, you, when you're um, a new business, you have an audience that's still exploring you and that's still, you know, very much evolving, um, right? Mm -hmm. So to be constantly aware and, and listening to that, but also listening to yourself and your passion, your intuition of where you're taking people, both those things are super smart uh, lessons. Let's talk about your best experience. And I also got to ask about the Steve Wozniak experience too, but yeah. uh, first thing, let's go best experience in business so far. Oh my gosh. Best experience in business. Um, that's a tricky one. I think, I think because come back not, let's do well, Steve first. Okay. Okay. And we'll then that way first. your brain's going to think of it while we're talking. <laughs> that's totally fine. It's a funny thing. Cause it's like, Ooh, do I just keep name dropping or I just like show how fancy Probably. I am? It's like, well, I think it's know? helpful. I think that does help people get context around people they, they understand. So you're welcome to do right. both. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, Steve Wozniak. And I was also, I'll do the, my other name drop was uh, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, which is the inventor of the World Wide Web. Um, so I was on stage with both of those in two different Kind of a times. big deal. Just kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And um, yeah, so, so it was two different what one was one year one was the next and yeah it definitely is is pretty humbling to be on the stage with somebody who is so revered um and you just kind of have to treat them like everybody else at the same time you're like he's just a dude they're just dudes and they're just talking and we're just gonna i'm just gonna listen to what they're saying <laughs> and um and keep going and and draw what i'm hearing from them right the good the bad the ugly so it's uh yeah i, I think it's the the number of eyeballs on you is almost like more terrifying than the the mm -hmm. celebrity aspect of the person, right? Because the people in that room, like there's thousands of people in there and they're crammed in there because they want to see, see these people, right? So that's, yeah. you have to really try hard as you can to not be worrying about the fact that you have all these eyeballs staring at what it is that you're doing. You know, they're looking right. at Steve, but then they're looking over at you and you're, it's like Steve and you or Tim and you, right? So it's, uh, well, I do have this cool reaction. photo. Yeah, I do oh, have a cool photo of like Tim interacting with me on stage, which is pretty, pretty dope. So yeah. Oh, fun. Mm -hmm. What was his reaction to the sketch? Uh, he didn't really say too much. I think he was just so swarmed. Like he was like, he walked by me off the stage, like we kind of nodded to each other and, um, you know, he just got swarmed by like you got you got the head nod of approval from Waz. I'm down with that. <laughs> there you, go. you know, that's yeah. a, that's a man thing. You know, I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's one who do it too, but you know, yeah. you get that nod. That's often you know military people, uh, tech people. That's like a, a massive hug from somebody like right. that. Right. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, yeah. And you have this book. Yeah, the book I, I just released a few months ago, it was really a labor of love for sure. 
um, the beginner's guide to sketch noting. And sketch noting is like a common term or more popularized term for visual note taking. So basically taking the same skill set that I use as a professional when I'm doing it at conferences and meetings and things, but doing it for yourself. So more personalized note taking. And that's what I'm really kind of passionate about moving forward in my work and my life and my business is teaching the skill set to others because it doesn't always have to be the Ashton show, right? Ashton's going to come and do it for us. And, you know, some people don't have the budgets for that and, and what have you. And I think it's such a powerful skill for people to just do on their own, um, yep. to do all the things that it says there, like retain more information, increasing focus, deepening your understanding and all of those kinds of things. Right. So, um, and it's fun. We should always mention that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I did, I did promise everybody I'd talk about how, you could, I wish more people understood that word. You could, you can, it's possible, not right. Jackson's promising this, but right. you can literally turn sketches like this into millions of dollars in ROI. Um, mm -hmm. And that is not an, an impossible task. I'm actually gonna steal screen share a little bit for, for a minute to do this one. But some of you are, for most of you, almost everybody listening is very familiar with TED Talks um and how powerful ted talks are and some of you don't know that one of the most popular ted talks of all time mm -hmm. was sir ken robinson um most of you again know that it's mm -hmm. in the top 10 probably top two this these talks have if you look on the right hand side here 75 million views for his june 2006 talk uh 10.4 million views on 2010 that's not counting youtube and all the other platforms where the same thing is hosted and what how the first time i saw it i saw it with this sketchup um and this has two million views and the ability to listen to him talk about the process of education and watch this emotional story unfold because of the graphics it just made a whole lot of sense i was like whoa that was one of the most powerful incredibly powerful um like presentations I had I had ever seen um, when mm -hmm. I saw it. So um, learning again to to do this can serve you in many different ways. Mm -hmm. Are you aware of um, other use cases that you've seen that have gone that have been really popular or that have gone viral related sketching? Anything come to mind? Hmm, I don't know about viral. I would say this RSA animate. Uh, it was really around the time that that one was released, it kind of blew up and, and a lot of programs have been kind of, excuse me. <clears throat> when you say RSA, what yeah, RSA, R, I don't know what it stands for, uh, oh, but okay. it's, it's like the style. It's like the whiteboard animation. Ah, the whiteboard um, animation so, to move for presentation purposes. Yeah. So I, I don't know if the RSA is just like the company that created started doing it and then it just kind of blew up from there and there's like companies now that you can like put in clip art and have a fake hand do it which i don't really like personally but sure sure though you know i am taking it to new heights so <laughs> i'm okay with that i i think like you know when you when you you're still then getting a computer to do something right you're not you're not doing it for yourself oh that's true that sense, you're actually but... You know, and, and I, I appreciate that because you you do you focus on the fact that if you're not learning this skill yourself, you're limiting your own capabilities of being able to utilize this. So there's a purpose of, of gain and exposure, but 
you're more about the holistic purpose of of self-development it sounds like which i i love that that's cool yeah and like in my sketch note school community there's like a couple people in there and they're really kind of into self-development so that's what they kind of like to focus on they're like oh you know glimmers instead of triggers and like that kind of thing like there's you know you can use it in so many different ways like i know somebody who uses it for like self-care and and other, you know, if you're taking in content, not just like in a business setting, but like a personal development kind of growth. Like I like sketch noting for myself, you know, books that I'm reading, podcasts that I'm listening to, webinars and documentaries and things like that, where, you know, you want to be able to remember and engage with, with it in the moment. And, and sometimes it's hard to be like, I wonder what did that documentary say that I watched last month? I don't even remember. Right. Going beyond just remembering the idea of something like I'm really into minimalism. So like I sketch noted like the minimalism documentaries and stuff. And, you know, I'll have a deeper understanding of minimalism and different principles of it. Other than the fact is like minimalism is a thing that exists in the world and it has benefits, but I can't remember what they are. I sketched it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go nice. I'm sorry. Nice. I'm so irreverent. <laughs> no, I love that. All right. So your, um, your skill set. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am an awful artist, um, by the way. Um, so it, it took a long time to be, be willing to utilize sketches for, uh, for game. Oh, by the way, fight mediocrity, the YouTube channel. That's mm-hmm. the one I thought of that does a good job of leveraging those, those animations for the sake of storytelling. Cause he, he breaks down books, uh, self-help right. books and personal development business books for people. And um, I really enjoy how he leverages the ability for sketch to, to influence others. Um, but back to people like me who have extreme handicaps with, with, with drawing and writing, um, you know, what, what are some of the, what are some of the first things that we should be considering doing to understand, Hey, we should listen to Ashton and start, start sketching more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really felt like there's this huge gap in between when people see what I do, which is really highly illustrative at this point, like doing this like almost every day for 10 years. Like it is very illustrative. So there's a big gap between when people see work like myself that I create, I've been doing it for a long time and a beginning phase. And there, there's this like huge, like, oh, well, I'm not going to bother trying because it's not never going to look like what Ashton does. <laughs> right. So yes. what I like to do is I like to show, well, something, what sometimes what I do is I show my early stuff and how awful it looked <laughs> to kind of like level the playing field. Um, but then also it's about adding in and doing really basic drawing elements. So the first thing that I like to teach people is a line, right? It's like, if you can draw, if you can write words, you can draw because letters are just drawings in disguise, right? Mm -hmm. Because letters are lines, they're circles, they're squiggles, they're whatever, right? So take a line, make it squiggly, make it zigzag, do whatever you want with it. Practice just getting in the rhythm of just drawing different types of lines, right? And then as you learn these other elements, like turn that line into an arrow, then turn that line into a circle. And and then you can use these really basic drawing elements to work for you, right? So content is always going to be king or queen. 
right? Writing down the information is always going to be really important, right? But when you capture that information, how can you use like a line to help connect two pieces of information to separate, to highlight, to showcase, to spark, right? How do you, how can you use like a line, something as simple as a line, right? And sketchnoting is, it can be whatever percentage you want it to be. It could be 99% words, 1% drawings. And maybe all it is is lines, right? You got information around your page and you're using lines to build those connections. You know, you'd probably be leaning into that flow design that your, uh, your friend mentioned, right? Um, but then you can take a line and turn it into a, a square. And now you have a container. So you can use containers to group information, to reinforce meaning of a certain kind of information, um, to show emphasis of like a subtitle or a subheading or like a bigger idea, throw a container around it. And it can be as something simple as a square or a circle or something. But as you kind of build your confidence, you can then turn that square into a notebook or turn that square into a frame or use, use the, the, the drawing elements that are doing something for you to help you elevate the information on the page. And then just start to like, as your confidence grows and you build your muscle memory, right? Cause like the practicing is so important because when you put pen to paper, you don't want to hesitate. You're like, Oh, I've drawn this before. I could do this in the moment, right? So the practicing yeah. and building that muscle memory is so important. And then, then I usually go into talking about starting to draw different icons. And I've been thinking a lot about like cliches, like people who've been doing this for a long time in my industry, they're very opinionated about like, don't use cliche images, like don't draw light bulbs and don't draw stuff. And I'm like, but those are the easiest things for people to learn how to draw. So like someone like me who's been doing it for 10 years, I want to stretch my visual vocabulary. I don't want to just be drawing the same image on everything, right? right. You know, because it's growth for me. But someone who's starting out, they need to learn those more quote unquote cliche kind of drawings, like a light bulb to represent an idea or what have you, because that's a really like beautiful handhold kind of step into it. Right. And when yeah. you build your confidence in like, I'm going to draw a light bulb to represent an idea. I'm going to draw magnifying to represent focus or what have you, then you can go and just keep going from there basically. Yeah. Um, and emphasis on the process over the product, right? You know, mm -hmm. I do teach aesthetics. We just talked about the product, but you still have to focus on, I'm putting pen to paper. I'm thinking about listening. There's like a triangle, right? You're listening at the same time. You're making sense of what you're listening to and you're capturing it. It's all happening all at the same time. And it's like this flow, yeah. right? And that process is just as important as how messy your sketch note looks at the end because sometimes I have to talk to clients and say this is a messy conversation we're going into the drawing is probably going to be messy and you're going to have to be okay with that right it's yeah. not going to necessarily be this clean very cohesive graphic that I might create during a one hour keynote presentation but when I'm in a situation where the conversation is messy of course the graphic is going to be messy. Like if it's, you know, like it's not going to be as like perfectly designed in the moment, like that's a fallacy, right? 
So yep. anyways, I digress. Oh, no, good. Here. You, you make me want to hug or at least high five a caveman. You know, exactly. the ones that were way ahead of their time and drew on the walls, like, yeah, what what a special person to have realized the importance and the opportunity to do that. And it'd be really cool to, like, time travel those people to the here and now and help them, like, yeah. hey, you set the precedence for this. Um, you know, but so I, I went ahead and while you were talking, I started my little sketch. Um, and it, so I'm going to embarrass myself a little bit, but I'm also a little bit proud. Um, so let's take a look here. So here's what I've started on mine now. Nice. And it looks like lipstick. Well, where do I go? Lipstick and a cloud and who knows what. But what this is, yeah. is a podcast, right? The ability to distribute my voice is not as great as the brain power and the strength gained for personal growth when you sketch, mm. sketch not just ROI. Right. This is, this is as good as my art gets right there. Um, so my daughter would make fun of me to the nth degree if she saw that. Um, but do you have any feedback for me? I, uh, I'm trying to draw a little caveman here. I'm trying to have oh, He's just got a lot of hair. Okay. I'll tell you so. what, though. When I go back to my notes, let me compare that for people. Let me show people that <laughs> compared to here are my typical notes. Right. Right. This is and I, I cross them out once I'm done with them, once I've got them transferred, I keep them. Okay. And I have my different system, but that's that's what I typically draw compared to the uh you know sketch. So if I'm flipping back through this, there's which page is going to stand out to me, right? Oh whoops, wrong one. Exactly. Uh, which page is gonna be the one that draws my attention and draws my emotion back to that experience more? It's gonna be the sketch. Yeah. And I, I actually really love what you did. And I geek out every time anybody puts pen to paper, even if they think it's the worst drawing they've ever done. I just think it's the best thing ever. And I love what you did because you're already jumped to me or jumping way ahead in the sketchnoting process where you're trying to make meaning yes. with your images and you're using icons that like mean something to you. Yeah. Right. So like the idea, the brain, the little like, you know, whatever. Like straight oh, guy, you know, yeah. right? You're like, emoji. I find when I'm teaching this, there's, there's three different ways that people tend to start. There's the people who do mostly words and a little bit of drawing. There's the in-betweeners that kind of like, it's like a nice balance of, of both. And then there's the people that do try to do everything in a drawing with very little words. Right. And yeah. I find it really fascinating how people approach it. Um, and there's no right way or wrong way of doing it. And I see you potentially being in that last category of like, oh, I'm going to try to turn these ideas into pictures with as few words as possible. And it's just yep. an approach. Like I said, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. It's just, uh, it is just an approach. It's just yeah. an approach. And I, and I agree. And it's, yeah. it was hard to grasp that in my, young, I was so self-conscious for years that mm -hmm. it would have been hard to even try this, but you know, we, we do have different strengths in how we learn. I'm not a visual learner. Um, you know, I should say I'm not. I am. I'm a learner of all types, but I gravitate more towards outlines. Um, you know, that's my my visual component of, of of choice. And I don't do mind maps. Like that's very hard for me to. I do them, but because people right. like them, but it doesn't really help me think through things when I try to mind map something. Um, and so. Uh, the reason why I'm sharing that, if you don't, if you listen better without taking notes, that's okay. You know, like we get that. And 
you're going to become a better listener as you learn to take notes effectively. But that means you first have to struggle a little bit. And you also want to recognize as a learner, is it important that I grasp all concepts for this particular learning session, like because I have a test on all the matters, or is it more important to grab one or two concepts that matter a lot to me and take notes related to those two subjects? There's different times to learn different things. And that then that that gravitates towards this drawing principle, you know, where, uh, you know, it's it's going to take it's, it's going to take a little bit more effort to get that down. But once you do, you unlock superpowers. Um, and, and that's what I really gained out of this. And my, my typical notes, I shared notes of like a, a meeting. This is more of what my notes look like when I go to a conference, um, you know, where I got very simple uh, numeric values, circles, underlines, um, a list of things to do with the notes on the side. So I don't forget to take action and sometimes brackets. Sometimes I'll put a little bubble around something. Um, so I've learned some, some basic skills for it, but, um, and that just takes practice, right? That just means, you know, we're, we, we have an opportunity to constantly develop our listening skills, which then allows us to implement new things in life that, that cultivate a better life. So I'm just, I'm an absolute baptized fan of, of what you do <laughs> um, and yeah, how yeah. you go about teaching people to do it. I, I hope millions mm -hmm. and billions of people uh, get to learn from your skill set. So Let's see it. There's my cave. There's my Jesus. cave. High There's five. Cave. Jesus caveman. I like it. <laughs> yeah, he's even got yeah. that glow on him. That's cool. It, so I, I didn't capture much because. <gasps> wow. That's amazing. You. <laughs> this yeah. is our episode. And like, how long and did I it take you to do? Well, I just did it while we were talking here, but, and you can see, like, I'm like, I obviously cannot spell mediocrity to save that's my right. life. So, and that's but part of it. It's like, that. it's messy. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll know what that word is, even though it's yeah. horribly wrong. So, I, and, and to be honest with you, I am not a fan of mind maps either. I'm just going to say that the sketch noting professional who doesn't like mind maps <laughs> because, because mind maps is too constrained for my liking. It's a very, it's a system, mm. right? You capture in a circle, there's a line, you capture, you capture, and it's like a little spider web and it's cute looking. Um, but I find for me out of the, all the years I've been doing this, there's been very few ways uh, or opportunities where it's like, this is a mind map. Like there's very <laughs> right. few places where I'm like, you know what this could use, this could use a mind map. I'm like, no, this could use just a blank piece of paper and some a pen or two and to capture information down so i think templates i see it as my map is a template it's a structure and they can be extremely valuable in very certain situations especially when entering a blank piece of paper can be very intimidating right um or if you're in a situation and there's like breakout rooms or breakout tables and you're having a conversation like you know putting a line down and having, okay, capture the first conversation on this side and the second conversation on this side. Like templates have purpose and they can be very useful, yeah. but don't like, I, I just hope people don't think, oh, well, I don't, I'm not really a huge fan of my mapping. So I'm not like, I don't want to do this whole sketch noting thing. Cause it's, it is to me a completely different. Uh, totally, I agree with that. Thank you for that. That's, that's yeah. huge. Um, there's, there's a lot more room to expand on it. And I think of like, how cool it would be for a marketing department, for instance, you know, the, for executive meetings, how cool it would be to have sketch note templates to help you mm -hmm. stay on point with the meeting. 
right? Like, okay, we're going to be talking about this now and this now and this now, or for a sales guy that, you know, when I was working at Lifetime Fitness, we had what was called a silt. I don't even remember why we called it that, but it guided us through the process of our phone call with somebody asking the basic questions of, oh, where do you live? Um, You know, is the gym near your house or is it en route to work? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and what about you? Do you have a spouse who's going to be joining you? There were these important questions that we asked on the front end to make sure that they were truly committed to moving forward with us. But it was a very, it was a very blah document. And as a young professional, it was really hard to buy in emotionally to the importance and the power and the reality of that. And if they were to combine that with the power sketch, it would be really Mm -hmm. interesting to see how it would change both the productivity as well as the emotion, um, you know, the, the energy of said mm-hmm. service professionals. Um, so with that said, we've we've gone over a little bit, but I'm just, I'm really excited about what you do. And Ashlyn, this has been an absolute pleasure. Where would be the best place for people to follow your work or reach out to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sort of two worlds. If you're interested in kind of like, ooh, maybe I wanna learn the skill set that she's talking about for myself, that's all sketchnote.school. So sketchnote.school, everything sketchnote.school is that. And then if you're like, oh, I have a meeting or a conference that I know, and it'd be cool to get her to come as the professional and do it for us. Then that's mine's iCreative.ca. That's all all things from my professional illustration side of things. So yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna put sketchnote.school in the comments for now. We'll put the rest in the landing page. Um, that way okay. people have access to the links and can get in touch with you. This has been an absolute pleasure. Everybody, Vision Pros, if you have a question for Ashton or myself, of course feel free to drop it in the comments. Um, if you want to share your own sketch note, we would love that. We would geek out on that. We'd be happy to see a screenshot or your picture of, of what you draw or come up with. Uh, maybe we'll even feature it in a post. I'm, I'm sure both of us probably That'd will. Be so fun. Um, I would love that. Uh, yes. yeah. And maybe we won't. <laughs> if you say, please don't share this. You know, we don't, we don't have yeah. to, of course. Um, yeah. If you would as well, we would love to see you go uh, leave a positive review especially of the guests that you gravitate towards um, and that, that you really feel like did an awesome job on their interviews. Um, and of course, like, subscribe, do all those common things to help us get the show in front of others. There's a lot of people who could use this positivity and learning in the world. I'm a firm believer of that, obviously. Um, and mm-hmm. we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bye-bye. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent